sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabe Morenzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. We've got a ton of stuff to get to. Ton of picks, ton of games, little something for everybody on the program this evening. We've got NBA playoff basketball going on as we speak. Uh, we've got a game two between the Raptors and the Celtics. We've got the Nuggets and the Jazz at game seven. New York Islanders trying to get back to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals uh, for the first time since 1993 when they lost to the Montreal Canadiens the last time a team from Canada won the Stanley Cup. The raging redhead Cam Stewart no doubt has picks uh, ready to go. Basketball, hockey, full slate of Major League Baseball this evening. What's going on, Cam? Yeah, just hoping that we can get this first quarter game. Let's start things off with a bang in the basketball game, Toronto first quarter. Uh, yeah, I did the old uh, first quarter, first half game. Not as many as you, but I got a lot of picks going on right now. And yeah, we got baseball coming up at 640 as well. Should be a nice night. Uh, can't wait for the ice, too. I need the Islanders to close thing out, uh, close it out against the Flyers. And Vancouver needs to uh, stave off elimination against Vegas. Should be a lot of fun tonight. Things worked out really well for us on the ice with Tampa Bay and Colorado last night. Yeah, and not to mention the under of the uh, Boston and uh, Tampa game. Things also worked out well last night for the strikeout props. A nice clean uh, clean sweep, a grand slam, 4-0 uh, with the strikeout uh, props. We stumbled on the highway to hell uh, in the NBA bubble uh, last night. That's where uh, the losses uh, got to us. Uh, but you can't win them all. <laughs> nope. You can't win them all. Donnie Wrightside's going to step up and in. I've got uh, five strikeout prop plays for this evening a couple of baseball bets and nhl play of course we'll have a pick for the game seven uh tonight and uh we'll get you some in-game numbers for this uh this toronto raptor and uh boston celtic uh game you know this you know, you, there's a lot of tension uh in the air in that bubble you can feel it and um you know i was watching a little bit i was watching pharrell and um i you know, i was also watching the pregame show a little bit and you know, watching the ESPN pregame show, uh, Kev, you'd think the Raptors are down three games to none. They're completely <laughs> done. Kyle Lowry's exactly. hurt. Van Fleet can't hit a shot. Siakam's not a superstar. And I'm thinking, damn, man, you guys, like, uh, abandoned ship uh, pretty fast. You know, it, there's not a lot of things that, you know, you can say are the worst things in the world. Tuning into a basketball game and getting Stephen A. Smith as, like, the pregame analyst, that's, like, one of the worst things in the world. Like, it doesn't get much worse than that. <laughs> it's because it's an yeah, early start. I, I don't know, maybe he's on now or something because it's his start. You know what I mean? It's his time. Because normally, you know, he, you know, whatever. He's he's an entertainer. He's a loudmouth. But he's not a basketball analyst per se. But, you know, there he was on the panel with Jalen Rose. And, of course, it was just a big uh, pile of steaming crap, everything that he had to say. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to tell you one thing. I know it's not perfect right now, but I think Siakam will be able to go to the rack in this game, and he's going to be absolutely key. He's got to go in there, make a couple moves, and dominate inside, and I think the Raptors will be fine in this game. That's the thing. It's always been like that, though. Gabe, you remember last playoffs, too? Oh, these guys suck. And then when they lost Kawhi, what are they going to do without Kawhi? It's the same story, the same narrative all the time. Yeah, just block it out. I get the pregame with our, your buddy, Leo, so I don't really worry about what those other turkeys are saying. I know, I know Leo knows what he's talking about 
Yeah, I miss my boy Ali. I would have preferred to Leo than Stephen A. I, I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. wine and twine. Um, wine and twine. No, you're <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah. Leo Rounds drank more uh, wine uh, this summer than I did. Uh, but that's yeah, and uh, who's the other who's the other guy in the in the bubble? Uh, who was it? Eighty five bottles. Uh, CJ McCollum. Uh, yeah, McCollum. He likes wine. <laughs> Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Renzi. You are listening to Game Time Decisions. We're kicking it with Raging Redhead Cam Store. Right Side Sports, Donnie Right Side's going to step up. And in a couple of minutes, we're going to run the gauntlet uh, with Donnie, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. We've got it all going on. Uh, the countdown is on college football. Of course, started with uh, Central Arkansas and Austin P. Uh, we've got a couple of more games on Thursday. Uh, more games uh, Friday, etc., and then sort of next, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, full slate of college uh, football. And, oh, yeah, what's that other league that's about to start? The NFL is about to start. And <laughs> positive news from a coronavirus uh, perspective, out of like 8,000 tests the NFL just uh, did, they had six positive cases only. So, uh, that's you know, that's, it's, uh, yeah, good, good news uh, so far for the start of the season. Uh, but really the dangers will start when there's actual games and a bunch of dudes lying on top of each other and players going through airports and airplanes and hotels and everything else in between. Uh, but uh, we've got some game time decisions to make on the program. We've got a basketball game uh, going on uh, as well as we speak, which is always uh, cool. And um, we got a close basketball game, a tied basketball game right now, 26-26. The Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors and – you know, you don't want to say that a game two is a must-win situation, but Boston is feeling it right now, and there's no home court advantage. There's no sort of pop or, you know, energy boost, you know, the old turbo boost button, so to speak, uh, to hit, and you don't want to find yourselves down 2 nothing. Listen, Boston are a good team. The Raptors have to do a better job of taking away the three-point shot uh, from the Boston Celtics, uh, but if you're the Raptors... Um, you do have to be encouraged. Pascal Siakam is very engaged in the basketball uh, game early. I still think this is going to be a long, um, a long and tough series for both uh, basketball uh, teams. I think we could be looking at a seven-game uh, set here. And speaking of uh, game sevens, you know Utah and Denver tonight. Very interesting, guys. The Utah Jazz have never blown a three-one series lead in franchise history before. The Denver Nuggets have never come back from down 3-1 in franchise history uh, before. Is history going to be made tonight? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabe Morenzi. We're kicking it with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart of the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors first quarter in the books. And for you first quarter players out there, depending on whether you played the money line or the point spread, the Raptors were 0.5, but they were minus 125 on the money line. We money lined the first quarter like a lot of people did. Ended up a push at 28-28. It's 31-30 right now early. Uh, in the second uh, quarter of play, let's bring in uh, right side sports, Donnie right side to help put us uh, on the right side as we make uh, our game time decisions uh, this evening. Donnie, always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? 
I'm doing well. By the way, this is kind of you couldn't you didn't have the power gave to maneuver the show around to say, look, the Raptors are playing. I'm not coming on the air. We might have to have some FCC regulations with that dump button going on right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I really do have to. I really am censoring myself, actually. Because yes, yes, I gotta tell you, yes. I'm like Kramer at the dentist. The expletives fly during the Toronto Raptor game. And it actually struck me before. Uh, the, the show started. I, it hit me. I was like, you know, I really should just be drunk at a bar right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like it. That's a great plan. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget. There was like a playoff. It was like the Toronto Maple Leafs were playing in the playoffs uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, no, it was a long time ago because they got eliminated quickly. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, our boy, the raging redhead, Cam Stewart, we had technical difficulties. Oh, no, that was like a hurricane or something or a tornado or whatever it was. It was a hurricane. Uh, it was a hurricane. And we weren't on uh, that day. And it worked out well as the Toronto Maple Leafs were playing. And I tweeted out, how drunk oh, yeah. is Cam going to get suddenly? It was like a sudden, like New Year's Eve uh, party. So who, who, did, you, who, did you pull the trigger on anything in this game, uh, Donnie, uh, with the Raptors no. and the Celtics? Nope, just watching as a fan right now. Just to bring up some other times, I remember you doing live shows like during the Buffalo Bills, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think you were actually in Vancouver for that one, for that Blake Bortles, Tyrod Taylor special. So you've done a lot of live content. Forget, Gabe, we did a couple of years ago, did the Super Bowl where I left the room well, 37 times during the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. I say, hey, Donnie, we got a show going on. You got to get back out here with the fellas. I, I couldn't even pay attention, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great time. I nearly started a riot uh, by asking Lojak how big his units were. <laughs> it's none of your business. He said, you know, your he said, two units on this, one unit on that. I and said, that's... just for the record, how much is a unit? What's a unit? Well, it's yeah. kind of a personal. Like, yeah, you would have thought I asked him who he was voting for. Ken. <laughs> yeah. He goes, that's kind of a personal question. And I just said, I'll tell you how much I bet. I got 250 on this. I got 500 on that. I got 75 on the coin toss. <laughs> like I was going off. You know, I was going down yeah. my chart. And that was a fun time in uh, Costa Rica. The Eagles uh, beat the uh, the Patriots oh, in that uh, Super Bowl. Great day. So, Excellent um, day. Yeah. Memories. I don't think the Patriots will play the Eagles in a Super Bowl this year, guys. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the injury bowl. Those were yeah. good times. Uh -uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll keep our eye on this uh, basketball game and any in-game uh, opportunities. The number is pretty much hovering around the, the original number. Total 216 and a half right now. Uh, Raptors are minus uh, one and a half. So we're exactly where uh, we started. So let's get into game seven, Donnie, before we run the gauntlet, get into the, the Flyers, yep. Islanders, and then baseball as well. Game seven tonight, I brought up the fact that the Utah Jazz have never blown a 3-1 series lead in franchise history before, and the Denver Nuggets have never come back from 3-1 uh, down before. And in fact, 3-1 comebacks uh, are rare uh, in the NBA as a whole, as we know, uh, throughout the history of the association. So not just the Denver Nuggets, but doesn't it feel like the Denver Nuggets are about to come back from a 3-1 uh, deficit tonight? It absolutely does, because when you take a look at the past, who is the pressure on? When you're up 3-1, to one, the other team's supposed to just walk away and you're supposed to close them out, or at least get them in Game 6. Now you're in Game 7. It's house money for the other team. They say, hey, we already won back-to-back -back games. We can do it again. I remember when my Philadelphia Flyers back in, I believe it was 2000, with Boucher in that versus the New Jersey Devils, up 3-1. to one. Oh, they took it easy in Game 5, took it easy in Game 6. They got bounced out in Game 7. That has a lot of feel for this game. Give me the team that's coming back strong. They're the ones with house money right now. Uh, Cam, your thoughts on this game tonight? 
Couldn't agree with uh, Donnie Moore. Look what happened. Uh, that's what we talked about. We needed Tampa Bay to step on Boston's throat. Don't ever give a team life. I love what Denver's doing. I love what Jamal Murray's doing. This team is starting to figure it out. They actually looked horrible that one game versus Utah. I remember they're down 40. I'm going, what the hell is going on with this uh, with Denver Nugget team here? But they're totally a different club right now. They're the confidence. The pressure's on Utah. All the stars of Utah. Uh, you know, these guys are starting to fade. When the lights are hot, these guys are sweating and things aren't going very well right now. I'm riding the Hot hand with the old nougats, Morency. Give me Denver in this spot. I think they get it done. Three straight wins. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're digging for nuggets of gold. Uh, yes, gold. Uh, Not Cuban I'm a big Donovan Mitchell gold. fan. A hell of a player. It's been a hell of a series, but his supporting cast is starting to let him down uh, right now. True. And quite frankly, Denver's roster is better than Utah's roster, and it's starting to show. Uh, right now, Joe Ingles five points the other night. You know, you know Royce O'Neal he's okay, but it's tough. You know, where do the points come from? Mike, even if Mike Conley gives in, Mike Conley's going to give you twenty. He's going to give you eighteen. He's going to give you twenty. Uh, let's say, and Mitchell gives you forty, you're still at sixty. You got big problems. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they go over all the time, to be honest, uh, but they do. It's crazy. And the Nuggets actually, all but one game of the bubble guys have gone over the number thirteen and one uh, to the over with with the Denver Nuggets. But uh, guys, it doesn't show in a box score, but it shows in the plus minus and what he brings to the table. Gary Harris coming back is big. They miss Will Barton as well, but getting Gary Harris back is just another player, Donnie. That you know does the he does the dirty things. You know what I mean? He's that grit guy that they were sort of missing. Jamal Murray's great, but he's finesse. Jokic is finesse. You know, Gary Harris is that scrappy Michigan State Spartan uh, type of guy that's going to go out there and, and bang, you know, die for loose balls, play defense. I, you can't write Utah off. Anything can happen. But I think the Denver Nuggets become the 12th team in NBA history to come back from 3-1 tonight. Only 11 teams have done it in the history of the league. That's exactly correct. Also, Gabe, when you take a look at it, the over-under opened up at 219.5. How about a game seven? It drops down to 217.5. Now, we see most of these games are a lot more offense down in the bubble, but I'm of that old-school adage. Game seven means more. You dig down deeper. I, know. I actually lean towards the <laughs> under, but it's hard to do that too. with the Nuggets because they continually go over. But I'm so old-school. It says, hey, game seven, it's a little bit more tense and tight as opposed to free-flowing. I look at the under, but then again, I look at the Nuggets. Like, Boy, you're going to go with an under and be so angry at yourself when it hits 240. Cam, remember the uh, the basketball tournament on uh, you know the the college oh. guys and the street guys yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I do. You know, remember the tension in the building for the million dollars? There's no fans, oh, yeah. and it was just tense. <laughs> there's going to be that tension in the air tonight. It's Game Seven. There's no fans. They're in the bubble. I mean, yeah. the, you know, they were talking about how there's a lot of tension in the air with the Raptors and Celtics. They're like, you think it's the finals? They're like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, it's palpable in the air, even before tip-off. They could just sort of feel the tension uh, in the bubble. You're right. It's hard, like, to, it's hard not to believe that there's going to be, you know, some defense played tonight. <laughs> you know, but you I, think? I, I don't know. I, I can't take the under the total. 
I do like the Denver Nuggets, though. So I guess we're all in agreement. Yeah. It's the Charles Barkley guarantee. Yeah. Uh, all three of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If that if that guy says Denver before the game, I don't know what I'm going to do. More units <laughs> on the Islanders, I guess, or Vegas. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. like, please, Charles, don't say anything. But I remember that basketball tournament too, Gabe. Remember them coming out, clank, 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 clank. That's the thing. Yeah. They're playing for a million dollars. They were brutal early, and then that, that it finally took about three or four minutes. Then they got their groove after the first basket. But early, some of those shots were brutal air balls and stuff you could tell they were nervous for the money and even the pros feel that way too i think it's i think it's imperative if you're if you're backing utah to get out early because there you were the ones that were in control now if denver goes on a big run out of the gate i think utah just might be like oh my god again we're gonna piss this thing away then the then a pressure really ratchets us up even tighter than it is but we're all nuggets here you know the problem with utah is they need to play a perfect game they need everybody hitting shots and they yeah. need Denver to be a little bit off. You know, I don't know. It's it's really hard to get in front of Jamal Murray right now. And just, you know, the supporting cast uh, that he has as well. They just have better players. Uh, Porter can hit a couple of shots. He's a liability defensively, uh, but he can give you some points uh, when he's on the court. I talk about Gary Harris uh, coming back. Uh, Morris, I just they're just deeper to me in this situation. Give me the Denver Nuggets. We'll hit the NHL and Major League Baseball on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am uh, Gabriel Moretz. We're kicking it the raging redhead uh, Cam Stewart. As uh, announced, the Oklahoma Sooners have made Spencer Rattler their starting uh, quarterback. You can see him play against Missouri State for the low price of $54.99 <laughs> live on pay-per-view. As, uh... <laughs> do, do I get any more games with $54.95? You better give me a barrel. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, never mind, like, never mind Donnie, pay-per-view for, like, players that aren't getting paid. Like, in an yeah. era in which it's like, hey, you guys better start paying these kids. You're yeah. going to charge $54.99. You're playing Missouri State. That's another you, thing. You shouldn't have, no, it should be fine. <laughs> it, it should be free. Number one, it should be free for I, students. Yeah. Yes. And yes. if you're not a student, $5.49. How's that? I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking $3.99 for Missouri State. $3.99 with like a beverage. $54. Bag of chips. $54. <laughs> That's sickening. Robert Kraft's massage costs less than fifty-four dollars. Yeah. Oh, Donnie, what's yeah. your take on fit? I know you love college ball, Donnie. Fifty-four ninety-nine for Oklahoma. No, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, are, are we are we getting anything else with this? Are we getting like upgraded That's what I'm saying. next year? Because maybe can, is there an opt-in at halftime game for twenty-four dollars at half price? I mean, I might be interested do in we that get, one. For do we get a steak dinner in Norman? What the hell's Dude. going on here? That's craziness. Brian Bosworth uh, like, signed autographs. Yeah, 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 you read my mind. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. right. You and the boss. A mini helmet and, and like, yes. yeah, yes. and, and yes. more. Barry Sims, like, you know, like, yeah, like a bunch Ride of high schooner and half time. I don't know, something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, really? 54. Like, oh, I, like I think Hawaii is the only one that does this. Just because basically they don't have a TV deal anymore. And like Hawaii games, it's like, you know, it's like 10 bucks a game, right? Like they're, they're, they're not like, you know, 
they're just doing it to stay, you know, afloat, basically. Yeah. Fifty-four. Who would pay that? Though? Yeah, but who would actually pay that? You can't even get students to like come to the games when the tickets are free, and you say, "Hey, let's get together and pay fifty-four dollars for like a minus fifty line." I don't, that's wild, man. Wild times, Gabe. Yeah, not to mention the game. Well, if they can charge fifty-four, imagine guys what they can charge for the Texas Longhorn game. Good thing <laughs> they have a TV thing. deal for that one. Yeah, that's one hundred forty-nine ninety-five. Yeah, exactly. You get to watch the fourth quarter. <laughs> it's like two hundred dollars a quarter, or five hundred for sure. the game. Damn. That's, that's what the future holds. <laughs> oh, the future's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, so Kyle Lowry got like body checked. Um, yeah. yeah, this game's getting physical, um, as, as you would expect. All right, uh, so we'll keep our eye on this uh, basketball uh, game. Of course, we all like the, uh, the Denver Nuggets. It's uh, 38 36 for the Boston the Celtics right now. The in game total is, uh, is plummeting. Uh, from the uh, the two eighteen and a half sitting at two oh six and a half right now, and now Boston are minus one and a half because they're up a deuce. Okay, so we were talking about three you one know, deficits, and you think, well, yeah, you know they don't come back a lot in the NBA, but you know what, Cam, they don't really come back a lot in the NHL. So this doesn't really bode well for your Philadelphia Flyers here, Dottie. Teams trailing three one or twenty nine and two hundred and eighty four. In best of seven Stanley Cup playoff series, including 0 and 6 um, so far in the bubble uh, this year. Donnie, do the Flyers have a win in them tonight? Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I would like to be the ultimate homer and say, oh my gosh, they're going to come back. Remember the Boston Bruins? We were down three to nothing and we came all the way back and we made it to the Stanley Cup final. It doesn't really feel the same because when these two teams match up, you could tell with your eyes, Gabe, when you look at it. And it's not a shame to say, being a Flyers fan, the Islanders are more talented. The Islanders control the entire game. Yes. Could Hart stand on his head and give up one goal and give him a shot? Sure. But then all of a sudden you take a look at the power play. It doesn't work. Just look at this game with your eyes right now. I don't think the Flyers have enough to come back. Maybe win tonight, but they have no shot in the seven-game series. And I would love to be wrong, guys. I would. Cam, you know, you know the, the Flyers are going to bring their A game. We saw Boston lay it out on the table uh, last they night. They did. But they can't score. We saw it against the Montreal Canadiens. They scored eight goals in the series. They were lucky to win. They've scored seven goals in this series against the New York Islanders. And I think uh, Barry Trotz is good enough, Cam. He's been around the block enough times, and he's collapsed before, don't forget. He's had heartbreak in the playoffs before. Not to let him off. Not to let him off the hook, as the late great Dennis Green uh, stated. So I, I think the Islanders do come to play tonight knowing that they don't want to give the Philadelphia Flyers any life. Yeah, I agree 100%. The Flyers' stars have been awful in the series. I expect way more from a guy like Couturier and Voracek and all those guys. It's actually shocking, but the Islanders have a system. They suffocate you. And the big difference to me is the Islanders' depth. The Flyers do have great players and stars, but after that, it gets really, really thin. Where the Islanders roll out Casey Sezikas, Cal Clutterbuck, Komarov, these guys are killers. They are very, they're very, very responsible in their own end, and they also hit and hurt you. All the things that the Flyers do, it's basically like the Flyers are a bully in the sandbox, and they pick the fight with the kid that can beat the crap out of them. That's the thing about the Islanders. They're not afraid. They're deep. Uh, Beauvilliers is an absolute machine right now, and they're getting goaltending. Yeah, I think it ends tonight, Marenzi. I think uh, the Flyers' bags are packed. I see no reason not to play the under 5.5 as well at FanDuel. Minus 165. Goals are at a premium, even though it is an elimination 
uh, game. Uh, it's not like the Islanders are lighting the lamp up uh, either. Um, so I, I would go with the Islanders and um, the under uh, five and a half. All right, let's get into some baseball, guys. We're a couple of minutes away. Uh, Ken, uh, you're our Toronto Blue Jay insider. What's your uh, take on the Toronto Blue Jays in this baseball game against the Marlins? I'm going to bet them, but I wouldn't suggest the listeners run out and, like, mortgage it. It's not the, the your prop bet with Glasnow, Gabe, where you tell the wife, hey, honey, I'm going to meet the bank manager to take out a second mortgage. It's Meriwether versus Hernandez. We're getting 15 cents here. Uh, this, this game, on the other hand, too, uh, it's not in Buffalo anymore. It's in Miami. It's a very low total. It's basically going to be a, st- a, a bullpen game, Gabe. They're going to start Meriwether. The Marlins will start Hernandez. Who knows how long these guys are going to go. But I will say this. The Marlins have had problems scoring recently also VR against his old team I think that's a little bit interesting there he wanted to play for the Blue Jays tonight and get into the lineup so moving from the Marlins to the Jays I think just the Jays have a better offense I will take my chances with the dog at plus 115 give me the Blue Jays yeah down to 112 uh, right now but the fact that they're an underdog is intriguing isn't it uh, Donnie should the Blue Jays be an underdog in this baseball game I'll tell you, the Marlins have been an odd team all year long. I'm telling you, if they make the playoffs over my Philadelphia Phillies, you talk about a $3 payroll to a $150 million payroll. That's going to be amazing. Marte should help them out. <laughs> but I always like to joke when I see some of these games. Like, this sounds like like a WBC featherweight match in Vegas. You know, Merriweather yes. versus Hernandez on the mound. But I look, Toronto's hot. I'm going to keep with that <laughs> moniker. And if I'm going to get Toronto at a dog price, why not play it? Because the one thing you know is the Marlins are going to come out in that ballpark and score five or six runs and put away Toronto. They'll be in it. I I was leaning to the underdog in those situations. All right. Uh, next game up at uh, 640 Eastern time, less than 10 minutes away. And a uh, great call last night. Uh, Cam, St. Louis Cardinals uh, got it done uh, for us. Yep. Cardinals um, um, sent Kim to the hill tonight against uh, Sonny Gray. And here, here are the Cincinnati Reds, a pretty big uh, favorite. Hard to trust the Reds uh, as a favorite, even with Sonny Gray on the hill. What's your take on this one, Cam? I think the line tells you that I think St. Louis will be a a heavily bet public team with Kim. Kim's a very good pitcher, but I'm not sure how long he's going to go. I have faith in Sonny Gray. I know uh, the the Cincinnati Reds came back, Gabe. That game was very interesting. We were up 7-1, 7-2, and it ended 7-5. It got a little bit dicey at the end. The Reds have done that a lot this year, come back, and they just can't seem to get the job done. With Sonny Gray, I like them. It's a little bit too much juice. It was around uh, mid-50s. Now I'm seeing, yeah, it's up over 60 cents now, but I like the Cincinnati Cincinnati Reds to get it done tonight. I believe in Sonny Gray. Donnie, any opinion on the cards, Reds? Yeah, I think Cam's on the right side here. I actually took a little bit piece of the run line in the first five innings to go head-to-head. Now, most people will look at this and say, well, Donnie, oh, Kim's got a 1.08 ERA, but his advanced yeah. analytics show a 5.02 XFIP and a 5.54 Sierra. So he's getting yeah. a little bit lucky with that ERA. I'm going to take Gray to get it. Just give me a 2-1 to game after five. I'll pull it down. But I agree with Cam here. I like the Reds tonight, and that price does show it. All right, so let's talk about Donnie Wrightside's Philadelphia Phillies uh, right now. Looking for their seventh win in eight games. This is the best uh, run that they've been on uh, all year. They have Nola on the hill here tonight. What's your take, Donnie? I, I like them tonight, and I usually don't like the bet games, you know, above 150. So, you know, a couple of the offshore price markets around that 145. I think that's a fair price for the Phillies. They really hammer left-handed pitching, but again, Corbin's a pretty good pitcher. But if you line up that Phillies lineup outside of Alex Bohm, they really rake lefties. I'm going to lean on that side of it, and they're hot. And all we needed in Philadelphia was just some competent pitchers in the bullpen, so you don't let these games get away. The bats should be able to carry it over. The Philadelphia Phillies bullpen should be able to hang on, and that Nationals lineup outside of Trey Turner leading off and. 
Juan Soto. Not a lot left to be desired. Nola should be good tonight. I like the Philadelphia Phillies at that 145 price here. Last night, Donnie, we went 4-0 with our strikeout uh, props. Uh, Major League Baseball yes. pitcher strikeout uh, props. And uh, Cam, I like Nola uh, tonight. I'm with Donnie. I like the Philadelphia Phillies to win this baseball game. And I like Aaron Nola over five and a half strikeouts. Ooh, Nola's gone over five and a half strikeouts in five of his six starts, including eight strikeouts in his last start against the same Washington National team. Give me Nola to win the game, Cam, and give me Nola over five and a half strikeouts. What's your take, Cam, on the game? I like it. I agree. I agree with you guys, and I love the Philadelphia Phillies. Here's the deal tonight. It's going to be, Gabe, you know me. I'm round-robin camp tonight. That's what I'm going to be doing. I hate to say it. I'm usually all dogs. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm looking at these matchups tonight, and I got to do a bunch of two-game parlay mixed bag in baseball. We like should play with, with the, with round, the round on the way out. <laughs> round and round. Yeah. I hope what comes around doesn't go around. We had a good night last yeah. night, Gabe. We got to keep the units rolling, but I like a lot of stuff tonight. I'm with Donnie. Give me the Philadelphia Phillies and Nola. Yeah. They absolutely eat lefties. Corbin's a good one, as Donnie said, but the Philadelphia Phillies should get runs tonight. I don't mind laying the juice. Put them in parlays, buddy. We'll turn it to plus money. Ooh. All right. On the other side, we'll get into this Tampa Bay, uh, New York Yankee uh, game. The Rays are really starting to get into Ooh. the Yankees' heads. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Morenzo. We're kicking to the Raging Redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart, Donnie Wrightside with us for a couple of uh, more moments. First half betters right now. Uh, are, are on the clock, 50 to 48. Um, and in fact, uh, are we there yet? Yep. Yeah, we're getting there, 50 to 48 at the half. The Boston uh, Celtics have a two-point lead going into the locker room uh, for you first-half batters out there. 50 to 48, Boston, after the first 24 minutes. It's a very tight basketball game. They're, they're, it really is. They're just going back and forth. They're trading buckets. They're literally just trading buckets, except not in a you know run and gun manner. It's a slower tempo. It's a very Eastern Conference um, you know style feel uh, basketball game. All right, we'll get back to the basketball. Donnie right side with us for a couple of more minutes. So Donnie, uh, Rays and Yankees. They send Tanaka to the hill here tonight. Trevor Richards counters for the Tampa Bay Rays. This Rays team, guys, unbelievable. Yeah, what, what, what can you say about this team? They're at what nineteen and three in their last twenty-two. Uh, now fifteen and two in their last seventeen. Seven and one in their last eight against the New York Yankees, and they're underdogs here this evening. Uh, it's not a favorable pitching matchup, but uh, can you lay the juice with the Yankees tonight? It- yeah, opened up, what, 127? Now we're seeing closer to 150. I actually like the Yankees in this spot, and kudos to the Rays because they're doing it with a lot of injuries as well. Dominance over the New York Yankees. But I like this Yankees lineup tonight. Just because we're not looking at maybe a Stanton or a Judge still in the lineup or even a Glaber Torres, there's still a lot of guys that can do some damage versus right-handed pitching. LeMahieu, Voigt, Hicks, Frazier, Ursula, and also Talkman, plus batters against right-handers. And also when you take a look at Richards, you're not really getting too much out of him. We take a look even some of the advanced statistics, Gabe. 5.56x and a 5. Sierra. The Yankees should be able to hit tonight. Instead of taking the game itself, Gabe, I felt more comfortable taking the Yankees team total over four and a half in the Bronx. I'll grab that. I think Yankees get five plus runs tonight. Pick up a win, but I feel more comfortable with the team total itself. Cam, any opinion on that one? 
Yeah, I lean to the Yankees, too, with Tanaka. The thing about Tampa Bay is it's their, their bullpen has been ravaged, so I don't expect Richards to go that deep in the game, and eventually it will catch up with them. Let's remember, we were on the Rays last night, Gabe. We'll give ourselves the old Barry Horowitz there with Glasnow over strikeouts and Rays plus 130. Tonight's going to be a different story with the Yankees, Gabe, but I do have one dog, and I'm talking this dog is rolled in salmon, excrement, one of the worst pooches ever. Like, you won't let him on your neighbor's lawn. I got a real doozy for you right now on the baseball board, buddy. It's bad. All right, let me just quickly say, as Donnie mentioned, you know, Yandy Diaz and Austin Meadows both banged up uh, for Tampa Bay. They've got injuries catching up to them uh, as Mm -hmm. well. Who's the ugly pooch of the night, Cam? Gabe, we're going with the Pittsburgh Pirates as my pooch of the night against the Chicago Cubs at plus 155. Am I... Cool, Chad Cool, going against uh, our boy Lester. Lester's had a lot of problems recently. This guy's not the same pitcher, Gabe. This is this is stupid. That's my dog of the night. I'm going to split her up and take the plus one and a half, and I'm going to take the, the money line at 50 cents. Give me, yar, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the upset is Cam's ugly pooch of the night. You know who my ugly pooch of the night is? Uh, not quite... Um... I guess not quite as ugly because it's just I'm yeah. not getting that much. But I'm taking the Baltimore Orioles tonight. I Baltimore I was looking Orioles. at them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Wojciechowski is going to have a nice uh, night tonight. The Mets are in a free fall. Uh, Baltimore, you know, as as a plus uh, plus money at home. I like them in this uh, spot. All right. Uh, so before we get Donnie out of here, anything else on the baseball card here, Donnie, that we didn't get yeah, to? Uh, the catches your eye tonight. Yeah, with that Mets-Baltimore game, you also want to keep an eye on as well. Wojciechowski, you know, needs to have a really good effort tonight because you're talking about a Baltimore Orioles bullpen that last year when you saw him get lit up, now they traded away Castro and Givens out of the bullpen. He's got to have go at least six or seven innings in this game for them to have a chance. I see runs down in Baltimore from both of these teams. Two decent hitting lineups tonight. I think they get over that 10.5. I can see 11-plus runs coming in. I'll go that route in that game. You know, Wojo's uh, strikeout prop is only three and a half. I like it. And one of the reasons, as you stated, Donnie, I expect him to be out there for at least four or five innings, even if he gives up runs, right? Like, yeah, yeah, if he gives up four runs, they're not pulling him out of the game, right? So I was looking at the strikeout prop, but I'm I'm not feeling the Mets right now. Cam, any opinion on that one? It's a tough game, Gabe. Uh, uh, the way I'd play it is probably over as well. Both of these teams, have I have no faith in relievers on either side. I will say this about Baltimore watching them play the last series against the Jays. They are gritty. Santander is one of the most underrated players in Major League Baseball. Always quality at bats. They have guys, you know, that are just up there. They're in the big leagues, and, and, and they're giving her. Like, the Jays had – they might have won three or four, but the, the Orioles are hanging around in that series. I'll tell you, the Mets, if they take the foot off the gas, they could be in big trouble there. Uh, I, I, I like the over in this spot, too. I agree with right side. Uh, Donnie right side kicking with us. I am Gabriel Morenci, and shout-out to all of our radio affiliates, uh, kicking it with Cam Stewart as well, of course. So, Donnie, before we get you out of here, the Miami Heat, uh, very, very trendy uh, pick uh, to beat uh, the Milwaukee Bucks um, in this series – even Spencer Dinwiddie uh, tweeted out before the game started last night that he thinks the Heat are going to beat them. You can still get plus 148 right now with the Miami Heat. They're up one game to none. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are minus 184 uh, right now. You know, I know it's only one game, man, but Milwaukee have struggled all the way through uh, in the bubble. Their body language is terrible. Their supporting cast is terrible. Seems like the wheels are falling off for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, right now. Still value, in your opinion, with the Miami Heat at plus 148? 
I don't think so. I'm, I'm actually going to lean towards the Milwaukee Bucks here and specifically looking at game two with that minus five. I just look at it as like you're there at the number one season for a re- number one seed for a reason. We saw it with the Lakers game where as soon as they lost game one, oh my God, yo, it's the best eighth seed we've ever seen. And the Lakers wiped them off the planet. Game two is going to tell you a lot. I think the Milwaukee Bucks will bounce back over the series itself. I think it's going to go at least six or seven games in this one, but I'm still going to be with the Bucks until they get knocked off. They go down 0-2. It's probably a wrap, but I expect a hard fought effort coming back. And Jimmy Butler is going to have to go nuclear every single game in order for the Heat to win. I don't know if he can do it. I have thought myself, I'm an idiot. I was one of the people that said before the series started that I think Miami can, are going to beat Milwaukee. And then sort of the yeah. same thing, Donnie. I'm like, come on, man. I only got to lay five with Milwaukee. I thought, like, yeah. you know, you guys are all getting too cute with Miami here. But I just don't like – and, you know, Eric Bledsoe's a big key. Eric Bledsoe's not great, but they do need him. And, and, and honestly, they actually lost because of Giannis. I mean, he's four for 12 yep. from the free throw line. It's just not good enough. Um, 18 points, not good enough uh, for him either. But I, you know, I'm not even so much so concerned about the 18, but just leaving so many points, leaving those eight points on the floor like that, man, in a basketball game that, what, you lost by, uh, by 11? Yeah, it can't happen. It just uh, can't happen. And uh, Rockets and Thunder, what a weird roller coaster series, man. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> Like, just what a weird series this one is. They're going seven. And within this game seven, there'll be like 13 little mini games and runs. <laughs> Any opinion, Donnie, on that one before we get you out of here? I don't have an opinion on it, but I am one of the ultimate haters of Russell Westbrook. So just on that, I'm going to take the Oklahoma City Thunder here, Gabe. <laughs> Put on my haters <laughs> and Russell Westbrook. Yes. The trouble at New Orleans right now with Kamara. Kamara, yeah, what? look at that, man. I'm not high on the Saints. I have been the last couple of years, but I don't know. Not I, this I, year. I can kind of see the wheels falling off a little bit uh, for them uh, this year. But we'll start talking football with Donnie next week. Donnie, it's always a pleasure, right, man. Thanks for joining us. Find him on Twitter at Donnie Right Side, Right Side Sports. Uh, Donnie Right Side on Twitter. Thanks, Donnie. Cam and Gabe, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Take care, boys. There's Donnie Right Side. Uh, with Donnie. Great stuff as always uh, with, uh, with Donnie, yeah. 50 to 48. Uh, at the half, tough break uh, for Toronto Raptor first half uh, backers. And I'll tell you what, the Raptors are going to have to figure it out. They can't allow the Boston Celtics to hit as many threes as they're hitting. It's just unbelievable. Like, the it Raptors is. are, you know, like, you, you can't say they're playing great. They've only scored 48 points, but it's a battle out there. It's an Eastern Conference battle, but the three ball is just a problem. Every time the Raptors take a two-point lead, a three-point lead, Boston hits a three, and then they take a two- or three-point lead. The Raptors defensively are going to have to figure out how to stop these guards, uh, Cam. Exactly, Gabe. That's the thing that I've noticed the most. I can understand, you know, sometimes, as you mentioned before, it took Van Fleet a while to get his three-point stroke and all the other guys. But it's been the defense. They've been so lax. Like, the Boston Celtics are not just getting threes. They're getting threes where you could sit down, make a margarita, shake it up. You know, it's crazy. I've never seen the Raptors give a team this much comfortable space. They got to get into something. They got to get in these guys' faces without fouling them and make them shoot awkward shots. Right now, the defense is unacceptable. It's shocking, actually. They're playing very lax. But, hey, there's a half left. Nick Nurse is a great adjuster. That's why he's coach of the year. These guys are going to figure it out, and they understand. You can't go down two to nothing. I hate to say it, too, Gabe, if they go down two to nothing, that's a big hill to climb. It, it really is. I know it only sounds like it's two nothing, and they were down two nothing uh, in the Milwaukee Bucks uh, last year, but they also played games three and four. 
uh, at Jurassic Park in front of 20,000 crazy people and thousands outside. It was different enthusiasm factor. Uh, they also had Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, they're, you know, they're not playing poorly today. And we got to give credit to Boston. You know, yes, listen, we man, do. Boston are 5-0 in the bubble so far. And this is a very good basketball team. Boston, to me, have always been good. They've always had a good roster, but they always have chemistry problems. Um, seems like they're doing better without Gordon Hayward uh, here uh, right now. Um, so 50-48, to 48, just for the record, I know everybody played Van Fleet props over tonight because his kids were back. I thought we were going to be like insiders by telling people this, and then Chris Weber tells everyone <laughs> on the broadcast, oh, I expect him to go off like he did last year when the kid was born. Um, so Van Fleet was 18.5, his point prop. He's at 14 at the half. His three-point prop was two and a half. He's two for six uh, from three-point land. But let's blast through some picks uh, right now, uh, Cam, um, as much as we can. And we have in-game live. We'll track all this stuff. Great night last night for the strikeout props, and I'm back for more mm-hmm. um, this evening. We talked about Aaron Nola, and why wouldn't I like Aaron Nola? Over in five. Um, five so the strikeout prop is five and a half tonight. He just he just started. His last start was actually against the Nationals. He had eight strikeouts. It's five and a half. Cam, he started six ball games this year. He's gone over five and a half in five of them. Like, you know, to me, yeah. the number's too low. I'm taking Aaron Nola. I like the Phillies to win the game, but I like Aaron Nola over five and a half strikeouts. I'm going to go with a pitcher no one really knows here, Cam, and Ian Anderson, a uh, kid with the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Shout out to our boy Kyle. Uh, it's only his second start ever. All right, I like this because the Red Sox aren't going to know his stuff. Really, they'll have a little tape, um, but they're you know they've never seen it in person before. He's one of these kids, he's a strikeout specialist. It's only a second start ever. Tell you what, Cam, in his debut, he went six innings against the New York Yankees. Um, six innings, six strikeouts, only gave up one hit. One hit I gave like up that. a home run. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's all. So his strikeout prop is four and a half tonight at Boston in his second start, as we stated. If you want to dig a little bit deeper, as you can tell, I did my homework uh, today. We're ready to make some money uh, tonight. Uh, Last year in double-A and triple-A combined, he had 172 strikeouts and 135 innings. So he is a strikeout uh, pitcher with four and a half strikeouts. And Boston, too. They got a lot of free swingers on that team. Yeah, I, as I said before, Gabe, you know, there's only a couple dogs on the baseball board that have really caught my eye. So I like your strikeout prop. I also think Atlanta might take these guys out to the woodshed. Weber Barbecues likes to get fired up. He gets lit up a lot. He's a very, very bad pitcher, and he's going for Boston tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta, you know, scored eight eight runs in tonight. And I like your boy Anderson, too. That's why they're minus 175, and I like your strikeout prop. Yeah, it goes to show this kid, right, your second start and your minus 175 on the road uh, like yeah. this. Uh, Lindblom, five and a half. Listen, Lindblom's just three and three to the over in his six starts, over five and a half. He's had four exactly four strikeouts in uh, both of his last starts, Ken, but he only lasted four innings in both those starts. So he actually got hit and still had four strikeouts. Tigers strike out a lot, too, nine points. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
All right, good start for the underdogs uh, here, as we just uh, talked about. The Toronto Blue Jays, uh, plus 112, and the St. Louis uh, Cardinals, plus 142. Off to a good start, one nothing and 2 nothing, respectively. I just can't lay a price uh, with the Cincinnati Reds. Cam's pooch of the night with a big yellow P. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah, sorry, Pete. Pete, Pete uh, a lot of people are cheering against me tonight. Hey, that's fine. I like the Pittsburgh Pirates plus 150 game. I also like a couple games in chalk, Philadelphia and the Yankees. Also going to turn a minus into a plus with two teams. I know you like a strikeout prop, but I like Atlanta parlayed with Cleveland. So I'm going to do Atlanta and the Cleveland Indians to plus money. I'm also going to put Cleveland in another parlay with the Vegas Golden Knights, New York Islanders in hockey as well. Buddy, what do you got for me? And later on tonight, I, uh, I know what? I am betting on the just the Denver Nuggets money line. I think they get it done and win three straight in a row. What do you got, Marenzi? Yeah, great call last night on the Royals uh, getting it done against Bieber. We hit the strikeout uh, prop, but uh, you talked about uh, the Royals uh, being a live pooch last night. One game I like coming up here at 7.05 on the Diamond, I do like the Philadelphia Phillies to win this mm -hmm. game, and I also like Aaron Nola to go over five and a half strikeouts. He's got over five and a half and five is uh, six starts, including eight against the same Washington national team. And I like the under five and a half in the Philadelphia Flyer-New York Islander game. And I like the New York Islanders to finish the Flyers off uh, tonight as well. So uh, there's a four-pack coming up here right now. Philadelphia Phillies to win. Aaron Nola over five and a half strikeouts. Islanders to win. And under five and a half in the hockey game, Cam. Love it. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do with these totals in this <laughs> hockey game. It should it should stay under the number. The second game I might take the over in, but you're right. The Islanders, they're going to want to tighten it up. If they score that first goal, they're going to make it real hard on Philadelphia, and that's what the Islanders do. That's they're, they're just so well coached. All right, so uh, we have the second half has begun between the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. OG has hit a three, gives the Raptors a one-point uh, lead, but right on cue... Right on cue, there's Kemba Walker uh, with a three. They're basically just trading buckets back and forth. In yep. Game Live with me and Cam next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.